Mountaintop History, a podcast from the Thomas Jefferson Foundation at Historic Monticello. My name is Olivia Brown. For this special New Year's edition of our podcast, we reached out to the guides of Monticello and asked what are some of their favorite quotes from history that they share with visitors and why. Hello, uh, I'm Alice Wagner. I am a guide at Monticello. And my quote comes from Thomas Jefferson's book, Notes on the State of Virginia. It does me no injury for my neighbor to say that there are 20 gods or no god, and neither picks my pocket nor breaks my leg. This is one of my favorite quotes to share with visitors, especially when I am talking about religious liberty uh, and Jefferson's commitment to securing it not only here in Virginia, but across the country. Uh, because it really illustrates that for Jefferson, religious liberty was not simply about different uh, groups of Christianity, but also about all people, whether somebody was atheist, polytheist, or anywhere uh, in between. They should all have that freedom of religion, the ability uh, to choose for themselves what they believed in. And he thought this would be vital to the success of the United States. Um, my name is Laura Michael Balderson, and I am a project assistant here at Monticello. Um, and I have a quote from a letter from 1819 written by Ellen Randolph Coolidge to her mother, Martha Jefferson Randolph. Um, and this is a letter that I really like because it has so many interesting insights into the family life uh, of Jefferson's uh, grandchildren in particular. They are in Richmond. It's not the social season, so there's not very much happening. And Ellen is sort of writing a report as an older sister that she is sort of forcing her younger sisters to see the world and get out and do things, as she says. And her sisters kind of want to stay at home and read novels. But the quote is... Virginia's teeth are done. There was so much to be done that it took two settings of more than two hours each. Her mouth is liberally spangled by the number of gold plugs, and Harriet says, glitters most beautifully when she opens it by candlelight. And I just love um, that there are so many insights into different people's personalities, uh, and that Ellen here is sort of reporting back that she has taken care of her sister's dental health, right? She is being a good big sister here. But then she also has a, a sense of humor about how her sister is sort of a young debutante, but also has now a very glittery mouth. Hi, my name is Ethan. I'm a tour guide at Monticello. One of my favorite Jefferson quotes comes from a letter to Benjamin Rush that he wrote in September 1800. He wrote, I have sworn upon the altar of God eternal hostility against every form of tyranny over the mind of man. And I like that because it sums up his belief that the human mind should be free and that people should be allowed to think for themselves and follow thought wherever they wanted to. Hi, my name is Liz Bergosta. I'm a guide here at Monticello. And one of the quotes that I like to use on my tours is by a modern author named Myra Coleman. She states that Jefferson is a monumental man with monumental flaws. And as a guide here, I try to walk the midline on Jefferson and not make him a complete um, angel or a complete devil because he's a bit of both or a lot of both, depending on who you ask. Hi, my name is Mikey Amos, and I'm a guide at Monticello. 
Uh, the quote that I have prepared today comes right from the build-up to the election of 1800, which had Democratic-Republican candidate Thomas Jefferson running against the Federalist candidate John Adams. And at this time, the Federalist political party is very much afraid of a Thomas Jefferson candidacy, or at least a possibility of it. In fact, the leader of the Federalists, Alexander Hamilton, is quoted as saying to one of his colleagues, perhaps supporting an Adams presidency is quite possibly the only thing that can save us from the fangs of Thomas Jefferson. At this time, the election of 1800 will go on to become one of the most controversial elections in American history, in which it will also produce a constitutional crisis and a tie in the Electoral College. Hi, my name's Richard. I'm a tour guide here at Monticello. I want to share with you a quote from uh, President John F. Kennedy uh, in a famous toast at a White House dinner in honor of 49 Nobel Prize winners. Kennedy said, I think this is the most extraordinary collection of talent of human knowledge that has ever been gathered together at the White House, with the possible exception of when Thomas Jefferson dined alone. I love this quote because it shows how Jefferson was regarded as having a great curiosity for knowledge, and he loved to learn new things and to share that knowledge with others. His home reflects that uh, in his collections, in his library, in his scientific instruments. And so I hope you'll come here and see for yourself. Uh, he loved to share knowledge with others, as do we here at Monticello. Hi, I'm Virginia McDonald, and I have a favorite quote that I use on my behind-the-scenes tours that relates to Jefferson's oldest daughter, Martha Jefferson Randolph. Before I do the quote, I just want to tell you briefly about her. She's his only surviving child. She's given birth to 13 children, rearing 11, educating them. She has moved her family to Monticello when Jefferson retired, and her husband is declining both emotionally and financially and has been estranged from the family. And she's 50 years of age when she writes this letter to her daughter, Virginia Jefferson Randolph. And I read this quote on my tour because I love the language, and if I just say it, people will think I'm using contemporary language. She's not happy in her alcove bed. She wants out of it. So here we go. Quote, I have at last succeeded in having my alcove turned into a closet, and you have no idea how much it has added to my comfort. And this is what I like coming up now. I laid regular siege to Papa, that would be the author of the Declaration of Independence, who bore it in dignified silence for some time, but I gave it to him. I gave it to him for breakfast, dinner, and supper, and breakfast again, till he gave up in despair at last, and when it is painted, it will not disfigure the room at all. And so, ladies, it was a very patriarchal society. We have come a long ways. We still have a bit ways to go. Hello, my name is Sam Riggs. I am a tour guide here at Monticello. And my favorite quote from Jefferson comes from a letter he's writing to his friend James Madison, uh, sharing his thoughts on some of the drafts of the Constitution. And that quote is, the people are the only sure reliance for the preservation of our liberty. I like this quote because I find it very inspirational. It's one of those quotes from Jefferson where it doesn't just apply to his time, we can take it into our time too and let that inspiration fuel us into making changes in the future as well. My name is Kyle Chattleton and I'm a guide in Monticello. My quote comes from a speech delivered by the abolitionist Frederick Douglass titled, what to the slave is the 4th of July? 
In it, Douglas states that the Declaration of Independence contains America's, quote, saving principles, and goes on to say, stand by those principles, be true to them on all occasions, in all places, against all foes, and at whatever cost. One of the reasons why I appreciate what Douglas has to say is because it reminds me about the stories of Monticello's enslaved community, like that of Peter Fawcett, Sally Hemings, James Hubbard, Ursula Granger, Israel Gillette Jefferson, and so many others who through their lives proclaim the truth of the Declaration and its statement about human equality. Through unspeakable oppression, violence, and trauma, they kept alive their cultures and created new ones, raised families, nourished and sustained one another, persevered and resisted. And Olivia, do you have a favorite quotation? Well, speaking of Israel Gillette Jefferson, I like sharing with visitors a quote that comes from an interview he had with a newspaper in Ohio. In the interview, he said, Since I have been in Ohio, I have learned to read and write, but my duties as a laborer would not permit me to acquire much of an education. But such as I possess, I am truly thankful for, and consider what education I have as a legitimate fruit of freedom. I think this quote gets into what you were talking about earlier, the spirit of perseverance, resilience, and resistance that we find in so many stories like his. Plus, it gets into an idea that all of us here at Monticello firmly believe, that sharing knowledge and getting an education is incredibly powerful and transformative. Olivia, it's exciting having you on for this podcast, in part because we're going to be hearing a lot from you in the coming months. Indeed. This is exciting news to share, and I'm very much looking forward to being a part of the Mountaintop History team. My favorite part of my job as a guide is sharing history with our guests, and podcasts are a great way to share with those who can't visit us in person as well. So, from now on, you'll be hearing more from Olivia on Mountaintop History. I'll still be around here and there, and starting with this episode, you should expect to hear episodes of Mountaintop History every other week on Fridays. Until then, Olivia, would you like to do the honors? Sure. This has been another edition of Mountaintop History, a collaboration between WTJU and the Thomas Jefferson Foundation. To learn more and to plan your next visit, go to our website at monticello.org. Boom. Podcast. Podcasted.